Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brisenheim. My name is Jared Countess, and our mission is to our mission is to empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity and understanding, effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. Last week, we talked about Simone Biles and mental health and the impact of her withdrawing from the Olympics our respective reactions, what responsibilities do our public figures and athletes have to us, and do we have to sacrifice to be celebrated? And this week, Jared, I know we got a short one today because you have a tight cutoff, but what are we going to dive into for the few minutes we have? We're going to talk about another uh, form of sacrifice um, that Americans are being, some Americans are being forced to make right now, or a choice that some Americans are being forced to make. Um, we're going to talk about vaccinations and the mandates that are starting to come along with it. I know it's a super controversial topic, guys, and I'm pretty sure this is going to light the feed up and we'll probably have to bring somebody on at some point. But uh, Jesse just um, you know, brought on some news um, that they are going to start uh, mandating um, or they're going to start what mandating uh, vaccination IDs or passes? Yeah, so I, I'm not completely clear, but what they're talking about, what I've heard they're talking about in California, is they're gonna it's gonna be mandated that all California employees and healthcare workers have to have been vaccinated, and all uh, then they're talking about doing uh, basically like a vaccine passport to in Los Angeles County right now, where you would have to have proof of vaccination to go inside of a movie theaters, gyms, concerts, you know, any sort of crowded place or venue like that. Uh, some, I think restaurants too, possibly. I think with restaurants, it might boil down to the individual owner's discretion, but I, I'm not quite completely sure on that. And I haven't read too much into it. But that's what they're they're talking about right now. And I think they're having, I know they have some sort of versions of it throughout Europe and other parts of the world. And I think they've actually started to introduce that into some of the other cities like New York. And, you know, it, it's it's a tough one because I know this has been going on for a long time. It, people are f- afraid, people are frustrated, people are going through the feelings. And now there's this resurgence of this new variant, and people are trying to figure out what needs to be done and what we can do to solve it. I, and I think that my, it, you know, for me, my issue is with this, Jared, is I think that we're going on a slippery slope of when we're, we're kind of either forcing people or guilting them into doing something. Uh, and we're removing that freedom of choice for people, which is what this country has been built on for so long. And when we start to introduce that into even a discussion and it it instantly turns into you're an anti-vaxxer, well, it's your fault that this is going on, all these types of things. And, you know, I really struggle with those dialogues because I think that there's, from at least my opinion, there's still this bigger piece that hasn't been addressed this whole time, which is why is America or why has America, why has the world been so vulnerable to this? And it, seems like what's been if you when you start to dig in the mortality statistics the cdc is saying attributing i think it's 340 345,000 deaths to covid last year and it, when you start to dig into the core morbidities of it and 
the obesity piece of it. And they're saying anywhere between like 75 to 80% of those folks who passed who had obese, you know, I struggle with this whole other piece of we're not addressing this, the causes of what's made us so vulnerable in the first place. You know, has it been the American diet for so long? You know, we've been slowly killing ourselves on a regular basis for the food we've consumed. And I'll, I'll say this last bit, and then I'm going to pass the baton to you. I also am hesitant to embrace something that the government is advocating for our health when it's the same government that advocated the food pyramid for our health back in the 70s. And we now have since learned why that was developed and what the thing was, and which is ultimately probably part of the reason why that influences the behaviors that have gone on for so long that according to CDC in 2020, we still had 700,000 people from heart disease die. And that is largely influenced by nutrition and exercise. And that same food pyramid that was developed in the 70s and has been part of what we learned throughout our education and people followed is principally one of the primary contributors to the behaviors that have led to so many people dying so unnecessarily for so long. So, you know, that, that piece of it, there's, I have, I, I have some concern with it where it, we're going into a mandate versus choice. Yeah. So, you know, what my issue is, with the mandate versus choice. So from where, from the way that I understand how vaccination works and how the vaccine works, it doesn't uh, necessarily prevent someone from spreading COVID, right? It just decreases the mortality rate, supposedly, right? So it increases the chance that the individual that has COVID will survive, right? So if I have COVID and I've been vaccinated, the likelihood of me surviving it's higher. There's not the likelihood of me transmitting it to you is lower. So if it doesn't decrease, right, the, the, the transmission rate, right, but it increases my individual chance of survival, then why isn't it my individual decision entirely, right? Or why should I be penalized for not doing it? Because if I'm in a restaurant, and everybody else there is vaccinated. And because they're vaccinated, they have this shield from getting, you know, mortally sick from COVID. And they pass it to me who's not vaccinated. And I do die. Then isn't it my fault and my choice? Because I didn't get vaccinated. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. my issue with it, right? So when they mandate something like that, it's like, it's to say, if it doesn't stop the spread of it, then, 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 what, then what are you saying, right? And what's what's your what's your point? Um, and so I guess I would have to understand how vaccination slows um, or changes the rate of transmission. Because I've heard a lot of I've heard of a lot of people who have been vaccinated catching COVID and getting sick. That makes any kind of sense. And I've I've heard of people who had COVID previously got vaccinated, had COVID again, and died, right? I've heard of at least three cases like that. And, yeah, man. And so, you know, and all and all three of these, well, one of these people wasn't even hospitalized the first time they had it. Then they got vaccinated, and they had it, they got it again, and they died, right? 
And then um, two of the other people, it messed them up bad the first time, got vaccinated, and then they still died the second time they had it. So I would argue a lot of those comorbidity issues are more, way more important, right, <laughs> than, than, the, uh, than, than the vaccination in and of itself, right? Um, if you can get vaccinated and still die, if you still have the same issues floating around, if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah, it'd be curious to see like a, a country that has that doesn't have the the underlying health challenges that we have in this country, how they fared during this. I haven't dove into that research very much. And you know, the, the challenge with all this is is it's so it's such a heartbreaking scenario where you know the very real piece is people are people are dying, a lot of people have lost loved ones. A lot of people have gone through just horrific things and all of us have, have altered our life to some degree this last year and a half with it. And, and everybody's trying to find a solution that is amicable and helps us get through it, to get through this the fastest way possible. And unfortunately, as we've gone through this, there has been so much misinformation. There has been so much, it's been so politicized. There has been so, and then we all have our, our microphones or our megaphones rather to shout out our opinions. And we've gotten to the point where it's really challenging and difficult to have conversations around it. And because we've been kind of swimming back and forth in this, this river of fear around it and misunderstanding for so long, you know, it's a natural thing, right? I think a lot of us have been in this kind of perpetual fight or flight state when it comes to it. And it makes it really hard for us to make choices that are not when we're, when we're operating in a life or death scenario, you know, when that's the perception. And so, yeah, man, it's, it's a very, it's a very tough one. Like I think that it's, it's, it's awesome that we have this availability and we want people to make the choices that are best for them. And it should be that people are making choices that are best for them. You know, the, others, the other, other arguments have been, well, we've had vaccine passports before. You know, you had to get mandatory vaccines to go into school when you're a kid for like measles and other things. I hear that. I hear the, well, if, if people aren't, you know, and, and these are slippery slopes too because there's so many ways we could spin it, right? Well, if, there's, if the people aren't getting vaccinated, they're going to be the ones who are going to be using the biggest healthcare cost. They should be punished. But then the other side of that is, is why is, why are all of us paying such high insurance premiums or well, paying such high insurance premiums for all the folks who haven't been taking care of themselves for so long? There was a study that was done in 2008. I think the CDC released, they said that, that obesity cost the average overweight person has nearly $2,000 more in medical expenses every year than someone who doesn't. And of course, and it makes a challenge for people who have been born with actually underlying conditions. It's not self-imposed where medical care should be available to them and we could all chip in and support. But that cost has been eaten away because of folks who are proactively not taking care of their health to the best of their ability. And I think that there's this, there's this responsibility piece that we're still not addressing in this country about what have we done to put, make ourselves vulnerable or what are we not doing to ensure that we could improve our chances uh, beyond, I think vaccines is a great choice for a lot of folks and then beyond vaccines too. And not just have it be, if, if we're making it all about the vaccine, so that's great. Everybody gets vaccinated. 
cool, we have a 100% vaccine rate in this country, and we still have not addressed the thing that is causing 700,000 of us to die last year, another 600,000 from cancer, which we are fighting more and more with cancers, leaked to lifestyle choices, behavioral choices, foods we eat, all sorts of stress, et cetera, um, you know, eating food that has chemicals in it, you know, all those other things that we're doing every day. And then the other stuff with it too, uh, suicides linked to depression, accidental deaths that were at a highest they had ever been last year, which accidental deaths can be classified as people who are stress drinking and they, they, you know, they drink too much to try to deal with the anxiety of the situation. They slip and fall down the stairs, which I've heard of a few of those from friends this past year. Uh, you know, and so I think that that needs to really enter in the conversation, or at least I would hope it would like, Hey, vaccines are really important. If it's important for you, this is a way we can address this. But what we really need to start looking at is what do we need to do to start taking care of ourselves so we are not as susceptible to any diseases going forward? Yes. So I, I looked it up and I had a question for you. All right. So what do you what do you think it is? So 73% of Americans are overweight. 40, over 40% of Americans are considered obese, right? So I'll, I'll knock out the, the overweight thing because technically um, I'm close to, I'm like overweight, right? Yeah. And if, you, if you put me on a, on a thing, I'm overweight and I'm not fat, right? Um, not out of shape. But um, so we'll just go with the obese, right? Because there was a time where I would have, where I measured in the obese, right? And donor ball and I was, not as healthy as I am now. I'll say that, right? Uh, um, so do you think that part of the reason why the push is harder for vaccination than it is for making Americans in generally in general healthier by other means than the pill or shot? is because so many, because the percentage of people that are overweight is so high, right? And so it's a political thing to not push people being healthier, right? Do you think that's, do, do, do you think that has anything to do with why, other than the fact that there's money involved too, right? It's way more money and pushing a, and pushing a, a shot then there is money in pushing people, especially money that the government can reap in, money that yeah. corporations can reap in, right? As opposed to pushing people to 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 be to be healthier, right? The, the government definitely can't, you know, make a lot of money. It's very hard for them, or they haven't figured out how to make money off of uh, actually making people healthier. And and I think that that the question that is exactly that's the very nature of what makes the situation so sad is those are questions that in many ways we, we consider and it's in the back of many of our minds is that, is that we're, we're in dynamics right now where, you know, there's not a great deal of certainty of who we can trust or what to trust. We have, you know, we, we've, it's, it's becomes a comical thing right now. You know, it's almost like a joke, like, Oh, did you hear the one about the honest politician? they don't exist, you know, ha 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 or something like that. Right. It, oh, did you hear the one about the, the company that was doing something completely for the betterment of humanity? You know, like, it's like who, who benefited from the food pyramid, big companies like Kellogg's 
uh, you know, whoever, whoever those companies are, I think Johnson Johnson actually owns quite a bit of those companies too. I, I'm not sure, but General Mills. Yeah. You know, those kinds of companies, they, you know, cereal was pushed for a long time as health, all your healthy grains, all the things you need. Well, probably one of the biggest contributors to childhood obesity now is the cereals that we're feeding our kids, plus the sugary drinks that they would, they'd market as fruit and all natural and all that kind of stuff. That's just like drinking diabetes in a box. High protein snack when it has eight grams of protein, yeah, you know, twelve grams of fat, and forty grams of carbohydrates, and you call it a high protein snack. Yeah, and it's and almost it's, all processed sugar that puts it in there like that. Yeah, and eighty percent of the calories, eighty-five percent of the calories come from sources other than protein, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and those are the things, man. Where it's like, it's like it's a really hard place because I get everybody's perspective. It's and not I a think- hard place. I'm gonna cut you off. You know why? Because because they could come out and say you have to have a vaccine to go into this store, but they allow companies to do shit like that to perpetuate unhealthy things as healthy. Yeah, right? they allow companies to do that. It's it's a hundred percent legal, right? I I I you know there's all kinds of you know ways I can get around GMO labeling, organic labeling. Is ways I can I can put all kinds of stuff in something and call it zero calorie. I could put high protein snack on 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 M and M's or something like that. You know what I mean? A good yeah. source of protein, right? Um, on all kinds of stuff, and, and, and that's allowed. That's okay. That's legal, right? But you can't right now. It's looking like there maybe it's a, a chance that people won't be able to go into a store without being vaccinated when from everything that i know again about vaccines vaccination is an individual thing and, 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 and it serves to protect the individual right uh not necessarily the group as a whole um in terms of at least that dying now if we want to talk about all the things that go downhill after you die or leading up to someone's death then that's a whole nother question but but uh but yeah, I, I definitely feel like it's an individual choice. I definitely feel like there needs to be a, at least a number where the world is happy about, you know, the percentage of people that are vaccinated. Does that, you know, you get what I'm saying? Because I, I, yeah. I think the majority of Americans are vaccinated now. It's not like 30%. Yeah, of I think they're at 70% now. We're at 70%. That's what I'm saying. That's what I thought we were too, right? Like, like. Mm-hmm. What's the what's the what's the number where it stops? Do they have do, do they have to have hundred percent, or you penalize the thirty percent that aren't vaccinated, the ten percent that aren't vaccinated, right? Like, yeah, and that's that's what seems like people nobody's certain. Like I saw, I think there was something from the CDC, which is part of what influenced them going back to mass mandates. Is there was a a group in Boston, I think, or maybe not Boston, but Massachusetts, and seventy six percent of the cases new cases were from uh, people who are vaccinated. And so now I think I was looking at data this morning and they were saying that now the majority of deaths that you have now are from people who are not vaccinated. Understandably so because the, you know, now the thing with the vaccines is it's supposed to uh, prevent mortality. And so you have a small percentage who are dying who have been vaccinated. The larger percentage of people who are dying are ones who are unvaccinated, which it it makes sense if that's what's supposed to protect. Right. So the vaccines are from that perspective doing their job, 
you know, and like for me, I think what's so what's so sad about this is that absolutely like it, it people need to do that if, if it helps them feel good, it helps them feel safe, it helps them feel healthy. Absolutely. But I think what's so sad with this is we still have this whole other number, these numbers, 700,000 people died in 2020 from heart disease. That's more than two and a half, almost two and a half times that of what they're saying with COVID, just as COVID is a raw number, not even counting those who had some sort of core morbidity that would probably have died of heart disease eventually. 600,000 died from cancer. These are numbers that we live with every single year. And, and the, the biggest health focus that we're putting out in the country, it seems like is to get vaccinated versus like, Hey guys, like we, we do that. If it makes you feel healthy and do it, if it makes you feel safe. And we got to really look at our behaviors because we're killing ourselves and masses year after year after year. And we're not, you know, the public health campaigns are kind of afterthoughts with this, you know, there, there should be, I feel like there should be a caution sign. If we're really going to go this route of saying, this is what we need to do for our health. Then I think that we need to start putting caution signs in cereal aisles in the store. We need to start putting, you know, the big skull and crossbone signs um, in the candy section at the store, all those things that they put up there at right at the end, make it easy grab. Because that's, that's the fire that we play with every day. You know, you go into the alcohol section, big old <laughs> stick of dynamite or something like that. You know, but really we need to start to acknowledge the consequences of behavior done day after day, year after year. And, and what that does to us uh, as society long-term. And also where is it making us more susceptible to things? Because we could get through COVID and we're going to still have a very unhealthy population. So what happens next? Yeah, it's, 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 uh, what was I going to say? I was going to, I was going to make a joke and say, you should put the same label that you put on like cigarettes and tobacco products on candy products. Right. <laughs> yeah, really though, they're killing yeah. more people than tobacco is probably. But but I, I was thinking, I was like, is there always, do we always um, have a aggressive reaction to sickness, right? So I, I was like, as you were talking and I was thinking about like what people are doing, I was like, well, what if, what if uh, when AIDS, you know, first really blew up on the scene, hit the scene, what if it was a vaccine that you could take to prevent AIDS, right? Which, uh, which opposite from COVID had 100% mortality rate, right? <laughs> right, had. It doesn't have any more, but it had 100% mortality rate. Um, or at least, you know, I guess people, it still has 100% mortality rate, but it's, it takes, you know, we have drugs to keep HIV, HIV, as opposed to becoming full-blown AIDS now. Um, but, uh, you know, the reaction was fear, right, in the beginning. And, and, and people thought it was like cooties and, you know, stay away from me, right? Um, or, you know, when people really started to kind of really uh, like understand cancer, but not really understand what caused cancer. And we still don't really know what causes cancer, right? And um, per se, like point, like we kind of have ideas of what can lead to cancer, but we can't really, just, you know, say yeah. this is it 
right? Um, and, you know, how people act about that. So, like, um, it's almost like we finally have something that's killing people that you can actually, like, people can point to a cause and, and, uh, mm -hmm. and not make it personal, if that makes any kind of sense. Like, yeah. and, and people can attack it, right? Um, and, and and so it's, I don't know if it's a, it's a thing where people, you know, it's a thing where people deflect personal responsibility, right? Or, um, I don't know, it's a tough subject. You know, I've, I've had, I had someone close to me die from COVID, you yeah. know? Um, and it hurt. Um, it hurt pretty bad. And they were a young person, you know, 32 years old. I'll say his name. His name is, is uh, Brandon. Remembrance. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's a uh, it's a really hard, hard, hard thing to come to in terms of like dealing with the mortality of people that you care about as well as yourself, right? But then how much are we letting fear drive us to make poor decisions, right? Um, you know, and, 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 to, and to lose things that we don't want to lose, right? I remember when 9-11 uh, happened and they were talking about passing Patriot, Patriot Act. And there were people standing up to say, well, you know, you're giving away your rights to your privacy. That's what you're doing when you sign that bill, right? You're, you're, you're giving away this, you're giving away that. You're, you know, allowing, if you are deemed a terrorist, like right now, if you or I were deemed a terrorist, we could be uh, arrested and prosecuted without trial. You do know that, right? <laughs> like, and that's the, that's the Patriot thing, right? Like, like uh, oh, I do, nope, you're in this category. You don't, no, you don't, you don't get, you don't have a trial, right? You're just... Along the way, we're doing our own investigation. We're whatever. We'll let you go. Decide, yeah. and so there are consequences to to making decisions out of fear. And and I think we're on the verge of doing that as a country. We've done it already a little bit. We haven't, you know, crossed the chasm, but we're. It seems like we're about to. You know what I mean? It seems like we're about to. Um, you take away people's free will, take away people's choice, or you or you penalize them for not making the choice that you want them to make. If that makes any kind of sense, and I don't, I don't, I, I can't. That's my main issue with it. You know, I don't have a problem with people who are, you know, pro-vaccination. I don't have a problem with people who are anti-vaccination. I have a problem when government steps in uh local or federal you know what i mean state government whatever right when it steps in and and tries to uh you know dictate how people should live especially like you pointed out when it won't dictate how people should live in other ways right like it's like it, it, <laughs> that's the that's the that's the you know the other side of it right like if you're doing something for my health right then why don't you dictate more hand mandates 
for people's health, right? Um, that may actually hurt your bottom line. Yeah. You know, you won't, you won't, you only dictate or mandate these things that, that actually will make you money. That actually make you money. Um, Cause I think the, I think states do get a certain amount of money for every person vaccinated. And so that's a, that is a, another a little background kind of question plan thing. Yeah, it's like, I feel like with it, it's the healthcare question to me seems such a simple one where if you had a healthcare system that was built around proactive and preventative, you know, you, you taking measurable steps to, to better your health, then there wouldn't be such a drain on resources. We'd have more available for people who have been born with pre-existing conditions, something happens that's out of their control, acts of God, all those types of things. And that we would, we could we would be better equipped to care for those folks. And it wouldn't be this, like, to me, it seems so silly that we've, we've had these arguments over healthcare and making it this and making it that. And I know mine, it's gone up in the last however many years, it's, it's tripled. And it's what I paid my premium has tripled. And what I get for that has decreased dramatically. And I never use it. You know, I, I, I don't like, I'm very proactive in my health and, and, and thankfully no accidents or anything like that, but it's something that, yeah, it just seems like if we, if we created incentives around that, which then it goes back to this whole thing. Like if we're going to incentivize one health practice, then we should incentivize all of them and make a healthcare system. That's truly about taking care of health and not like, you know what? I do get a good deal on though with my, with my, with my insurance. If I need any drugs, any pills or anything like that, I get a sweet deal on that. Yeah. But, you know, great deal on that. But anything else, no gold stars for good health or nothing, or even like to pay to go to the doctor. It still costs money. But pills, pills, I get a great deal on pills. Uh, and so, you know, the skeptic in me says, well, that's kind of suspect. The, the, the optimist in me is that hopefully with this focus on health around COVID, it opens the door to a bigger discussion and the, the, the human, uh, you know, all of me just says, I hope that whatever, wherever we go from here, we can have, we can exhibit a little bit more compassion for one another because it's, it's a challenging time for a lot of people. And it's been scary for a lot of people. I think all of us have known somebody who's been affected or passed from this horrible disease. And all of us are sifting through the same amount of misinformation and, and, who we trust and whatnot. And just if we can recognize that with one another and we can have more conversations, less judgment, meet with more compassion and really try to sit with our friends, our family, our neighbors, whomever, and hear where they're coming from and understand and, and vice versa. You know, maybe we can, we can get through this with a much, you know, we can grow together versus grow apart. So uh, you know, that's what I got to say about that today. And hopefully this, I know Jared, you got to go. So I'll let you I see. I I'm actually texting. I'm actually texting somebody. I don't know. I'll be late. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up there, everybody. We want to hear your thoughts. What do you think? Everything. Let's just, maybe we can open up this discussion. Would it be beneficial? We could continue this next week. Um, we have lots of things to talk about. I think we already have a topic for next week. That will be quite an interesting one, depending on how things unfold. So that's a little cliffhanger. Stay tuned. And Jared, man, I always appreciate you. Always, man. Always, always. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next time.